3: Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's com slash sale. And book your free consult today.
2: In 20 minutes, we bring people together. Because that's what we do here on BQL Daily. Or something like that. Uh, quarterbacks and teams that need quarterbacks. We do quarterback matchmaking in 20 minutes here. And lightning bets before we wrap up. We've already thought about uh, some dunk contest tickets. Uh, I'm doubling down on a couple guys for the Genesis out in Riviera, which we talked about earlier. Weird first round yesterday, but I'm feeling speefy. Uh, we'll get into all that in Lightning Bets before we wrap up. Alongside Jim Rodriguez, I'm Chris Mack. Joe and Aaron off today. It is BetQL Daily presented by Bet-GM, MGM live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. And spring training has arrived. Yes, pitchers and catchers are in, everybody else will be in by the end of the weekend most likely, by Monday or Tuesday at the latest, and then a week from today, we've got Grapefruit League and Cactus League action to talk baseball and everything else. Host of Bet for the Cycle, Saturday afternoons, noon to 4 Eastern here on the BetQL Network. It's our guy, Rob Brown, at the Rob Brown Show on social media. Morning,
4: Robert. How are you? I'm well, fellas. I don't appreciate how professional that sounded because I feel like you <laughs> raised expectations unnecessarily high, but I'm real glad to be here. Good. We're well, glad Decker will bring
0: him down, so I think you're good. Yeah, yeah, I, think, exactly. yeah. I think you're good, yeah. buddy.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. So let me start here. This has nothing to do with betting. It has nothing to do with bet- the actual game being played on the field, but I know you're going to have an opinion on it. These trash tarps that they're making guys wear, these jerseys that look like I my grandma got them in the discount bin at Kmart. What are we doing with fanatics and Nike and these jerseys? For those that haven't seen it yet, most of the players hate them unless they're being paid to say they like them. <laughs> Nolan Arenado, uh, these things look like trash, Rob.
4: Dude, I'm a uni guy, right? Like I, yeah. I am a firm believer. And the concept of look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, play good win good. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I, I've am got jerseys hanging all over my damn house. I'm a jersey guy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what drove me nuts, what really set me off. When I first saw them, I was like, all right, guys. Like, yeah, they're not the same, but things change. What are you going to do? I saw today a post from some fans who had birch, uh, purchased the first round of the Mariners jerseys and the mm-hmm. patches are not embroidered patches. They're like iron-on stickers. Like you would go down to the Hot Topic and grab and iron on (laughs) to your cool sleeveless denim jacket back when you were a senior in high school trying to impress the ladies with how super totes edgy you were with your Mm -hmm. awesome blue October CD. And that's what we're putting on these jerseys, man. Like, I am always good for jersey changes, new stuff, old stuff, mix and match, contemporary, whatever. Give me a great look, but you are, you're ironing on patches onto the on-field jerseys, guys. What are we, uh, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Boys, what are we, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, cheap and, and the, 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 the players have taken pictures of them and have posted them on, on their social media, and they look so cheap. Like, I went to Santee Alley in L.A., and I bought myself a fake Rolex, a Louis Vuitton, and and I, I finally got myself a Dodger jersey. And the Dodger jerseys, by the way, they, they made the, the, the red number in front smaller. So it looks, the jersey looks like it's about a size too small. Yeah, it's it, it's not good now. The The spring training hats are fire. I'll give them that. The A's, yep. the, the A's spring training hat, the yellow one with the green, fire.
4: But that's yep. about it, brother. I, I, I saw the back of, God, was it Boston? And, like, the, the name plates are smaller, so it almost looks like they're mismatched. I'll put it this way. If I showed up to, like, my beer league rec softball league and these were the uniforms, I'd be like, yeah, that's not bad, right? If this was beer league softball, but they look cheap, they look to me like somebody at Major League Baseball forgot to order the uniforms at the beginning of the offseason, and then this was just what they could put together real quick on the fly. Except for we're a month and a half away, and you're Major League Baseball. I happen to know for a fact that you guys have a lot of freaking money. Maybe just not do this, guys. Come on. Get it together. Yeah. This is Rob Manfred. This is why nobody likes you. I, I don't know if it's Rob Manfred's <laughs> fault, but I'm blaming him. It's it's
2: We've got five years left to blame him for everything that goes wrong, Rob, so I'm totally down for that. Uh, Rob Taking Brown, at the Rob Brown Show on social media, host of Bet for the Cycle alongside Cody Decker every Saturday afternoon, 12 to 4 Eastern here. On the BetQL network. Let's dive into the actual ball now and let's talk about value. Um, in particular, let's start with win totals. We talked about some win totals we like and don't like the other day here just to kind of get an early look at things. Um, once again, we've got some teams that are just, I, I can't bet over 103 and a half wins on anybody, even the Dodgers when they go out and spend half a billion dollars in an off season, I can't bet the under, what is it? on Oakland 56 and a half 57 and a half and a hook. What? yeah i i can't go under that and then it's
4: like everybody else is somewhere in the middle rob is there value on any win totals that you see right now i i'm i'm going to tell you now I, and i said this last night on betmgm tonight i said it last saturday on bet for the cycle one of my favorite things i'm a Braves guy i grew up in the southeast everybody who grows up in the southeast is a Braves fan like it's that or you have to move to boston i think is is what the rules are written <laughs> The Braves are at 101 and a half and I like it. I do. And I know that feels like a real real high number, but I made this comparison. The Dodgers at 103 and a half. And yes, they added Shohei and and they added but They added all these great players. I'm not arguing with that. But even if you plug Shohei into the lineup, the Braves have a better 1 through 9 lineup than the Dodgers do. And as a lot of people that that roll their eyes at me when I say that, but I want you to go look. I would argue five out of nine spots I give a distinct edge to the Braves. And there's probably two more that I would say it's a it's a coin flip, maybe a slight lean to L.A. I would also make the argument that the one thing that prevents the Braves from getting to 102 this year is going to be the starting pitching. But they added Chris Sale, who I, I think Chris Sale fell into a rhythm in Boston. I think he fell into a routine – it kind of stopped his ability to get better and get back to that dominance. But it's 31. He's not 100, right? He gets down to Atlanta. You change it up. You add him into the rotation. It takes pressure off of Charlie Morton. It takes pressure off of Spencer Strider. There's another guy in that rotation that can get you, you know, 9, 10, 11 wins along the line. So I'm now looking at at least three guys that I think are probably 12-game winners in that rotation and – I genuinely think the best lineup at baseball, and this is a team that's won at least 100 games. What is it, four seasons in a row now? Three, four seasons in a row. So to ask him to add one more this year, I, with with Chris Sale getting thrown in the mix, and oh, by the way, if Jared Kalenic reaches his potential, like if that guy becomes the left fielder that Seattle fans believed he could be when they were ticked off, they traded him to Atlanta, there's four or five more wins added into what they already had in a pretty good outfield from last year. So I know it feels high going to one a one5 The Braves are better this year than they were last year. They were better last year than they were the World Series year. They're getting to 102 this year, and that is maybe my most confident team in the entire uh, Major League Baseball structure.
0: Yeah, I I will. I will tell you that I I was one of those people that rolled my my eyes when you said the Braves are better than the Dodgers, but that's okay. I I think the the one thing the Dodgers do have that they've already got a trading deadline built in and that they'll get Bueller and Kershaw at the end of the season fresher. So they may not even necessarily get to make those trades. But the one thing I wanted to talk to you, Rob, the one you always I'm always looking. Everyone's always looking for value, right? You're digging through the bin, trying to find the Arizona Diamondbacks from last year. And I I don't necessarily feel like they're going to have the same success, but I'm loving the Kansas City Royals over 72 and a half wins. I'm loving them nine to one to win the division. That division's bad enough where Kansas City could actually
4: do it. Are you buying that? I, first off, I, and I know that this is not something that a lot of people want to put into the discussion, but I'm looking at Kansas City, and they had the, the talk of what a new $2 billion stadium going on. Right. I like when this kind of stuff happens for a team uh, because it tells me you either have Really bad owners. I'm looking at you, John Fisher, you worthless pile of human trash. Or you have great owners. You have owners that actually care. I'm looking at you, Baltimore Orioles, whose new ownership. And by the way, you want another team I really like on the overtotal. Baltimore is going to be freaking good this year. Uh, I like when a team makes a move like this because it tells me you have a an ownership group that is looking to invest. And I actually really like – I agree with you. I like Kansas City. I like Kansas City last year, not – in terms of what they did on the field, but more the fact that Kansas City finally felt like they were a team that didn't want to be a joke anymore. So, uh, no, I I actually don't hate Kansas City. 56 wins last year. 20 wins added is a lot, but they made a couple of moves. And I'm looking at the rest of that division, right? Like, we kept waiting for Cleveland to really turn a corner last year. They never did. The White Sox, for whatever reason, I think find it hilarious to punch themselves in their own stomach repeatedly. They keep. And by the way, somebody's got to make a move on Dylan Cease, And I'm I'm I would really like that to be Atlanta, but we'll put that to another story for another segment. Um, and then there's Detroit, man. I don't see any way Detroit gets better. Minnesota's still gonna be still gonna be a good team, but they lost a lot out of that rotation, and I don't see them able to get it back unless they surprise the hell out of us. So I, I, I do think it's a long shot I think you're kind of throwing a dart here but if there is a seller dweller to top of the division that makes sense to take a risk on I don't think it's the Red sox in the east I do, we all know it's not the A's uh, over in the west so I think that I think the Royals might be the best available pick if you want a seller dweller to top of the top of the division pick
2: Rob Brown hosts a bet for the cycle every Saturday afternoon here on the BetQL network at the Rob Brown show on Twitter and social media. Let's pivot to some of the award markets. Cause we talked about these the last couple of days, as well as pitchers and catchers were showing up. Um, we talked about both of the Yankees at the top of the board on the American league side. I think judge and Soto, even if both are projected to have great seasons, end up taking some votes away from one another. I'd keep an eye towards, like, a Corey Seager down the board, maybe even uh, a Julio Rodriguez, 12-1 to we talked about on the National League side. I don't know. This might be the best value you get for Acuna right now at the start of the season. He could go wire-to-wire as the favorite, go back-to-back as MVP, and I'd buy that at 525 right now. How do you handicap both of the MVP markets,
4: Rob? I feel about Ronnie the way you feel about Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. I, I, The problem Ronnie Acuna is going to have for the repeat is how much talent that this team has. And again, you got to wait on Jared Kalenic. If that dude pops up, he is going to share outfield responsibility, can be a masher from the plate. You're talking about a Braves lineup that has as as many as seven all-stars on it if they all live up to where we think they're going to be. For the record, I adore Juan Soto for two reasons. I think Juan Soto and San Diego – I think that organization was so loosey-goosey and, and so poorly run. You saw how toxic locker room was last year. No no team should be able to have that much damn talent in one dugout and stink up the league that bad, all right? And I think that comes down to bad roster management, or excuse me, bad ownership, bad management. I think they let the clubhouse get toxic. And I think Juan Soto, being a younger guy, kind of just, kind of just coasted. I love him in New York. I love him in New York because, to me, he feels like one of those classic players that – and I hate speaking like this because it makes me feel like I'm like a a boomer, get-off-my-lawn kind of guy. But (laughs) I think sometimes some players, new school players – They need a kick in the ass, man. Like, they need some discipline, some rigidity. They need somebody to go. It's not just show up when you want, BP when you want. what. Like, you have to do it this way, and there is. As much as I love to make fun of it, the, the no facial hair rule is the dumbest thing that any pro sports team does, all right? It's 2024. Stop it. But... You cannot argue argue with the fact that there is rigidity and discipline in that locker room. And I think Juan Soto, we saw what he could do in D.C. before he went to San Diego. We know that guy's a master. We know he can be in the mix for every batting title award that he can possibly win. But I think he's got to be driven to it. And considering the fact that New York's got the screws to it, because one more year where they disappoint like they did last year, and everybody's gone. Everybody's got to go if that's the case. I think this is a common goal between all of these guys in the in the Yankee pinstripes that it's got to be in the right direction and if this team can help Juan Soto like I think that they can I think he's a real good value to be honest with you. Yeah.
0: I'm with you buddy. I'm with you. Rob, we got we got about 90 seconds so let's make this real quick. The Orioles devastating news. Kyle Bradish has got a, a UCL sprain in his elbow. John Means is on ice for months gunner henderson's got a bad oblique 90 and a half manageable number for the orioles does that affect anything for your orioles futures
4: uh i mean look it's got to a little bit and obviously we got to wait to see kind of what the results long term of that are going to be but i'm also looking at the rest of that division toronto tanked lot, and i don't say tanked but they were never the shiny new toy we wanted them to be or at least it never felt like they took that step uh, again, I think the Yankees are going to fight back. Boston's real interesting. I love the addition of Vaughn Griffin to the uh, – Von Griffin uh, – Grissom, pardon me, to the middle infield. I think that's going to help them a lot. Nine and a half feels like a number I would have put them all over. I might wait to see what some of these injuries shake up like. But for the record, the future of the Baltimore Orioles is crazy bright, dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, If they can get healthy real quick
2: and get everybody ready and then find themselves by Memorial Day, you're right. I mean – talk about teams that might have 100 dubs staring them in the face that could be one right there rob great stuff we'll be sure to check you out tomorrow with cody on bet for the cycle and every saturday afternoon here on the betql network at the rob brown show on social media coming up next teams need quarterbacks i'm in pittsburgh i can tell you about that quarterbacks need jobs we put them together next right here on betql daily qb matchmakers
1: this is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL.
2: Bro, I'll put our snack game up against any other show's snack game. Yesterday, an extensive conversation about Pop Tarts. Today, during the break, J Rod down there sipping on a Capri Sun. Oh, yeah, I'm little, so jealous right now. You know, so jealous. Well, and I never
0: drink it. I literally, I went to the fridge and I went to grab something, uh, and I and I saw that and I said, you know, I haven't had one of these in like ages. I mean, they, you know, they're for the kids for their lunches, and I was like, you know what? Right. They're off on Monday. I'm grabbing. I'm snagging one of these.
2: I get Monday's Capri Suns. Kids, that's, that's it. put. That is it. BQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, alongside Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. Aaron and Joe off, they'll be back a week from tomorrow. Hopefully it's a long holiday weekend for you. If it's not, you're working. You know you can always take the BetQL network with you wherever you're going, whatever you're up to. Download your Odyssey app. We're in there in podcast form as well in case you miss anything. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for BetQL Daily and watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv/betql, or on YouTube at Odyssey Sports. Lightning bets before we wrap up. It may involve the Dunk contest may involve the lone hockey game of the evening, may involve the Riviera, excuse me, the Genesis at Riviera. Uh, I'm feeling kind of spiffy. I've thought about that one. Some more may double down on it. We'll get to it in a couple of minutes. But the NFL offseason has begun in earnest, and teams need quarterbacks. We talked about this the other day when we talked about futures in the AFC especially, but around the league, J-Rod. you got to have a quarterback if you want to compete and there are at least a handful, if not eight, seven, eight teams that could be looking for a quarterback this offseason. So what we will do is we will take the available quarterbacks. Now cousins, fields, Wilson, Mayfield, Tannehill, Minshew. You see the faces I make as we get farther down the board. Flack. Mm-hmm. Tr- Trubisky. Mm, sorry. Oh, you know, he's coming back Oh, uh, and we'll see if we can find homes for them based on the teams that are looking for quarterbacks. Jake, where would we like to start this with a team or a quarterback in particular and where they will find a home or who they will end up going with next
5: year? Uh, I mean, not that I'm the most sane person in the world, but my thought was that we go uh, quarterback by quarterback and try to pair them okay. with a the team. Maybe it's best fit. Maybe it's it. worst fit. Um, you know, just in my silly little brain, that made the most sense. I don't know. It's Friday. My brain's mashed potatoes. I live in this studio. I don't know. It's all the same. Anyway, uh, what did I just say? So uh, with well, that being said. So-
2: which quarterback do we want to start with then, Mashed Potato Brains? Do we want to start with Cousins? Do we want to start with Fields? Where what what domino is first to fall this offseason?
5: Yeah, let's start at the at the tip, at the tippy top. Wow, shouldn't have said that. Good thing Joe's not here. But all yeah, right, so- let's start at the tippy top uh with the probably number one quarterback that everybody's gonna be looking at first. Kirk Cousins is gonna be leaving Minnesota. Goodbye. Left his Achilles there out on the field, has a new one. But which team is going to be the best? fit for Kirk Cousins going forward. This is the teams that theoretically at least will need a new quarterback going into next season. Chris's Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Vikings, the Denver Broncos, New England, the Vegas Raiders, also known as Las Vegas Raiders, Tampa Bay's possibly if they don't bring back Baker, the Giants possibly if they trade Daniel Jones? Question mark. So where is the best fit for Kirk Cousins? Where could he go that makes that team a contender?
3: Selling a little. <laughs> or a lot podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com odyssey podcast <laughs>
2: It's crazy silly, guys, but the place that makes the most sense for Kirk Cousins might be Washington. I mean, I don't think he would have any interest in going back there, but they've got a ton of cap space, like 80, 85 million in cap space. Not that that should stand in the way of a team that's creative enough with the cap to, to pursue Cousins to go get him, but... I mean, they have weapons at receiver, right? Terry McLaurin, I thought, had a down year by his standards, but look at what he was working with at quarterback. Um, Jahan Dotson has become a legit target. They've got a tight end. Brian Robinson is not a superstar running back, but he can do a little bit of everything. I think you put Kirk Cousins on on that offense, and they go from what, a six-win team to maybe an eight-win team if everything falls right? maybe they're in a wild card conversation J. rod and again they have the cap space that might be the place that makes the most sense for him
0: it does and that's probably why it won't happen because again i don't know right. if, if he would want to go there i think that's i think that's the caveat that's the that's the the underlying in in that in that word you know i was i was trying to do the exercise and i thought well i thought tampa bay would be a good fit for them him, but at the same time, if you're gonna spend the Kirk Cousins money, resign Baker Mayfield if, if you're gonna do yeah, that cheaper. Um ab- absolutely, unless you think Kirk Cousins is some sort of long term. I think outside of Washington, the only place I would think I would I would kind of go with Denver. I think Denver would fit. I think he'd be more mm. of, a, of, of a Sean Payton type esque coach, yeah. quarterback relationship. Um, you know what you're getting with him. You're not gonna get anything fancy. you're not you know, and I think the expectations will go with what you're getting. So I, I would say Washington and I would say second would be uh, the Broncos. I thought maybe the Raiders, but I got a, I got a better spot for for the Raiders.
2: I, I would say too, we haven't even touched on Atlanta yet, which I think could mm-hmm. ma- again, the weapons next level from what they have in Washington. Uh, a new coach who's been there, done that a little bit. Uh, Atlanta might make some sense too. Uh, but yeah, oh, man, where does he end up, Jake? I don't know. It feels like this should be easier for Kirk Cousins.
5: I like. I kind of think that if, like the Steelers should want him, right? Like, why not? Yeah,
2: they? Should. Why not? Well, can I tell you why not? Uh, please a, do. A, cap space is going to be an issue for them. Um, They've got so much money invested on the defensive side of the ball between Hayward and Watt and Fitzpatrick. Um, I don't – look, Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins isn't looking to make a Kirk Cousins-level boatload bag of cash, maybe they could make it work in Pittsburgh. And like I said, any team with enough creativity under the cap should be able to make it work. But I think it would hamstring them just a bit. And oh, by the way, Mike Tomlin has a love affair and isn't very secretive about it for Justin Fields and the idea of Justin Fields as his quarterback and has been in love with that idea since he stood on the edge of the field at Ohio State's pro day and told Justin Fields, as he walked off the field, you know why we were here, right? And then ended up not going in on moving up to get (laughs) Justin Fields anyway. And yet, and yet, spent the 20th overall pick on Kenny Pickett a year later. Sorry, it still gets to me that Kenny Pickett was taken in the first round of the draft and by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Chris, the fake slide. While Mike Tomlin – oh, jeez. Mike Tomlin will never admit that he regrets that. He won't. He'll never admit that he regrets that, and certainly not now, while they're still trying to salvage something out of Pickett. But if Mike Tomlin can get his hands on Justin Fields – For no more than a second-round pick and maybe a couple other pieces, Justin Fields is here in Pittsburgh looking for a house by the time the Combine's over. I really firmly believe that because Mike Tomlin's absolutely in love with him, which means I think if Kirk Cousins is not willing to mend fences in Washington, he ends up in Atlanta. I think that makes the most sense. Makes a lot of sense.
5: Well, that brings us to our next name, and I guess yeah. I know the answer to this one for Chris. Justin Fields, uh, you bring up the idea of replacing him here in Chicago. Half the city wants to put you on their shoulders. The other half gets their torches and pitchforks out because people here are insane. Anyway, best fit for Justin Fields. Chris is obviously going to say Pittsburgh. I think he should be expedited from the city because it just ain't happening. Sorry. Love you. Hope you have success elsewhere, but it ain't happening. So I ask you, J-Rod, what's the best fit for Justin Fields going forward to salvage his career?
0: I would say Atlanta. I mean, with all the talent they've got there, with, with his ability of, of getting the ball and running the ball, a new young offensive coordinator who's coming from the Rams, Sean McVay kind of system, you know, you would think there's some creativity there. I like him in Atlanta more than any place else. I mean, Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense. Because, of, because A, the organization and Tomlin wants them. The question is, what will it cost? I think Atlanta would be an ideal spot for Justin Fields.
2: Yeah, I, I think either way, between Atlanta and Pittsburgh, we're probably talking about Cousins and Fields one way or another, however it lines out. Um, and then it brings us to, well, the next guy on the list, which is – an anachronism unto himself, Jake.
5: Yep. This does bring us to the next guy on the, on the list, arguably a washed up version of Justin Fields, Uh, a much more cringe version of Justin Fields, a much, much less cool version of Justin Fields. Russell Wilson, Got benched by Sean Payne at the end of the year. And people are trying to argue, well, that doesn't mean he's not coming back. Hey, pal, yes, it does. You don't bench a guy making that much money if you're keeping him around when you have who was Jarrett Stidham to start games. Yeah, right. Okay. Russell Wilson, where does he end up if he when he does not return to Denver? Does he go to Minnesota to replace Kirk? Does he go to New England, Vegas, Tampa? You tell me.
2: I think it's Minnesota, J-Rod. I don't know about you, but I just think Minnesota looks at themselves uh, as being in a position where the defense is, like Brian Flores has done everything he can to patchwork that defense together, and they started to see some results from it in the second half of the season. And then on offense, as long as you've got Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson, what are you doing if you don't have at least a capable quarterback? Now, many people, myself included, would argue that Russell Wilson is no longer capable. but In Minnesota, they may look at it and say, yeah, you know what? We can do enough, though, with Russell Wilson that we can get ourselves back to the playoffs.
0: You know what would be the ultimate move and almost both parties would almost deserve each other? Russ in Washington. Right. It almost feels like those two would absolutely deserve each other. Right. It would be, it would be, I mean, and there's Cliff Kingsbury saying I came here for Caleb Williams and you're giving me Russell Wilson. I, I think it could work there. I think, I think maybe, you know, think about what, what Cliff was able to do with, with, with Kyler Murray. I know Russell's not at that point anymore, but if there's any glimpses of it, I think Washington, first of all, they deserve each other. And I think it could be a good fit.
2: And I think Kingsbury would kind of look at it. I think Cliff would look at it and say, okay, you can't get me, Caleb Williams, fine. I can fix him. He, he, he would think that he could fix Russ for at least a year or two and put him back together. It would fail miserably and would go down in flames, and I would sure. laugh at every single moment of it, but I could see that happening. All right, let's presume, let's assume, because I'm just going to take him off the list so we can get to some of the crap sack quarterbacks that we have at the bottom of this list. Let's assume Baker stays in Tampa. Just for giggles, okay? We'll assume Baker stays in Tampa. Let's get then. This is a fun list of guys we got left here for the last few minutes. Let's start with Ryan Tannehill. Jake, should we start there?
5: Please do. By all means, Ryan Tannehill is out of Tennessee. The Will Levis era started. Where does a man who has lost in the playoffs repeatedly go?
2: J-Rod, I'll leave this to you because I got a bad feeling about it.
0: Well, where does a guy who's lost in the playoffs go? To a team that constantly
2: loses in the playoffs. Minnesota. Of course. <laughs> right? Sorry, think I, about it. I had a small I had a small cardiac no, effect there. To Heart palpitations. I just I just saw Arthur Smith banging his fist on a table. I can do it again. I can make it work. Uh, uh, well, I mean it, it, it makes sense. A big, There's that familiarity. A big oh big FedEx box shows up at the south side and Ryan Tannehill kicks his way out of the cardboard and says, I'm here, Art, let's go. Because I imagine That's Ryan I Tannehill talks like that.
0: Who am I throwing interceptions to? I, I think it would be Minnesota. <laughs> I think Kevin O'Connell could do some things with him. Why not?
2: I could see that being patchworked together for a year and Justin Jefferson getting really frustrated with it and slamming his helmet on the sidelines repeatedly. But if the offensive line could keep him from from getting killed, then maybe it's a possibility. Okay, who else is on the list of craptastic quarterbacks, Jake? We're really filtering down through the raw sewage here at the treatment
5: plant. Uh, Do we want to assume that Gardner Minshew returns to Indianapolis as insurance for Anthony Richardson? Should we just lock that in?
2: Okay, let's do that. Yeah.
5: All right. Does a team give Joe Flacco a call or does he return to the couch?
2: I think Flacco ends up back in Cleveland as the backup. I think they pay him maybe a little bit of a backup premium to keep him around, knowing that he's comfortable with things there. He got him to the playoffs, and they just tell him listen, Watson's going to get hurt. He's got a propensity to get hurt. When Deshaun goes out for a few weeks, we know you can come in and lead the guys, and if you've got to start three to four times this year, we can count on you to win at least two of those games. Yeah, I think Flacco
0: goes back to what he did last year. I think he sits on the couch, waits for somebody to get hurt, and they call him.
5: All right, rapid fire to try and get through the last couple. I don't care where Mitch Trubisky goes. He should retire. Uh, I'm sure he's swell as a person. But anyway, does anyone take a swing on former first-round pick Mac Jones to get him out of New England?
0: mean like a punch yeah i think plenty of people will take a swing at him
2: i could see if baker doesn't stay in tampa and they're absolutely desperate to just sort of duct tape a a quarterback room together maybe they take a swing on matt but that's that's about as far as i could go that guy although i'm I'm hoping that patricia's your offensive coordinator
0: i'm hoping baker ends up with the raiders i think that would
2: be a heavenly matchup That would be huge. Lightning bets next. We wrap it up on a Friday here on BetQL Daily.
3: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.
2: Hopefully you're getting ready to enjoy the weekend. Wherever you're going this weekend, whatever you're up to, even if you just got to work, by all means, take us with you inside your Odyssey app. BetQL's got you covered all weekend. You heard Rob Brown earlier. He's got you on Saturday afternoons alongside Cody Decker uh, with Bet for the Cycle. Five-star weekend returns this Sunday with Mirash. That should be absolute nonsense. Um, countdown 2 with the usual suspects. Grant and Alex uh, will have you tomorrow morning as well. So keep it here. All weekend long, Glassman will be here. Kate, Uh, all the best stuff. Sunday, how about Sunday's bets? Yeah, live from BetMGM, Washington, D.C. I mentioned PJ, PJ with Denton Day. Uh, They will have all the top live betting strategies Sunday afternoon from noon to four, Expert Insights. Get ahead in the world of wagertainment with Sunday's bets, your ultimate playbook from noon to four Eastern every Sunday. So, yeah, all weekend we got you covered inside your Odyssey app. And live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. If you missed anything, it's in there as well. Wherever you download your podcast, BetQL Daily. Rob Brown talking baseball futures. Ryan Gilbert, hockey futures. And Brendan Tobin, if you're looking for a way to bet UFC 298 this weekend as well. He had some great angles in the first hour of the show. But let's get him some lightning bets for tonight and throughout the weekend, J-Rod. What do you got for me? Get us started.
0: Well, I think we're going to, you know, you've gotten me into now hockey, my friend. I, I'm, I've i become right. now, you know, that's it. You know, it's my L.A. and South Florida roots, you know, between the Kings <laughs> and the Panthers, some cups, some some finals appearances. Uh, how about the lone hockey game? Carolina, I'll do the puck line. Uh, laying one and a half uh, at Phoenix. Uh, they're playing like in a college uh, arena, right? They're playing at the University yes. of Arizona State. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State, state, state University, state, right? Rink. right? It's you know, dis- like, It's, a dis-
2: it's an like absolute disaster. Can- yeah. Nobody in Arizona I, I Carolina- <laughs> wants, wants their, their state government to pay for a new arena. And Gary Bettman won't admit that it's just a miserably failed experiment. The players are upset because they have to get dressed in the parking lot. No, I'm not making that up. <laughs> they have a giant tent in the parking lot that serves as their locker room. Um, And so it's a disaster. They ought to just move to Utah where they won a team in Salt Lake City. But now I'm going off on a rant and I will stop maligning the great masterful wizard behind the curtain, Gary Bettman. Sorry, go ahead. You just wanted to talk about tonight's game, J-Rod.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Listen, uh, let's keep it simple. Carolina's very good phoenix is terrible so i'll 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 lay the one and a half on the puck line that's a plus money plus 125 uh all-star game uh as soon as doc rivers is is announced as the head coach of the east i'm fading the east i'm taking the west laying two and a half it's a doc narrative uh triple j jaime jaquez jr he's gonna win the slam dunk contest la guy plays for the heat Heat culture, high school uh, dunk champion. No one's heard of him. No one knows about him. No one knows he's, he's cool under pressure. I'll take Triple J winning the uh, slam dunk competition at the All-Star Game at 8-1. to one. And a little uh, UFC, Alexander the Great. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky will retain his featherweight championship by decision plus 240.
2: All right, some UFC sprinkled in there as well. Good stuff. Uh, I am also on Carolina-Arizona tonight, but despite an injury in goal for Arizona, Connor Ingram left early Wednesday night against the Wild. I am taking the under um, because it sounds like Kachetkov. Neither one of these teams played last night, uh, so Kachetkov should be in goal for Carolina. Wouldn't be surprised to get a shutout out of him. Six of their last seven games for the Canes have gone to the under, Arizona, three of their last five have gone to the under. And there are six and a halves out there. So I'm going to go find that, hunt the six and a half, and jump on Carolina, Arizona to stay under the number. We hit with some nice NHL unders last night. So I'll see if I can stay hot there for Yins. Um, I'm going to piggyback, absolutely tail your Triple J to win the dunk contest. Jaime Jaquez Jr., just because I like the reasoning behind it. I like going with someone different. I like not going with Lil Mac, which just reminds me of the old Mike Tyson's punch out game on Nintendo when you say Lil Mac. Um, again, dated reference for all the for all the Gen Xers out there. Um, Triple J, eight to one to win the dunk contest. I'm also gonna I got two plays on NBA All-Star Game MVP. We talked about Tyrese Halliburton earlier because this weekend is turning into like a a celebration of Indianapolis, which I'm cool with. Indy's a nice town, good event town. And I like the Pacers, to be honest. My kid's teacher, student teacher, her brother plays for the Pacers, TJ McConnell. So, yeah, I'll ride with the Pacers. Um, Halliburton 11-1. There's going to be a lot of momentum for that if he has even a half-decent game. And then I'm going to sprinkle some on Tatum to go back-to-back on NBA All-Star Game MVP at 9-1. to 1. We haven't had back-to-back NBA All-Star Game MVPs since Russell Westbrook in 15 and 16. Um, I think there's a chance we get it again with Jason Tatum on Sunday. So those are my all-star weekend bets. I also told you earlier I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Speef. I'm feeling speefy. So the other day I gave you Hogue top 20 at plus two twenty. He had a nice first round. I gave you Zalatoris top twenty. He had a nice first round. I gave you Homa top 10 at Riviera for the Genesis eh, 74 yesterday. We'll see if he bounces back today. I'm going to add to that for the Genesis. Um, Jordan Speed, top five at plus 175. He had a nice day yesterday. That calm, cool, collected look of a guy that knows the course at Riviera, a guy that likes the course at Riviera, and a guy that's playing pretty well. And usually waits until late February, early March to really start to ramp up. He does well in early season stuff out on the West Coast. Uh, also, a sprinkle on Spieth to win at 10-1. to 1. I like that as well. So, lots of action on the Genesis at Riviera. Some All-Star Weekend action. And some hockey tonight to go with J-Rod's uh, UFC for this weekend as well. Jake, what do you have cooked up?
5: I mean, if everyone's gonna do it, I might as well jump in on Triple J for the dunk contest too. Why not? Make it a show, show play. Bet. Let's do Here we it. Go. Either either we're all upset or we're all into it. So yeah, I mean, let's let's just roll. Uh, also, oh, just as far as the college
2: baseball season, Jake. It's oh, college baseball! Oh season. yeah,
5: oh yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, we're sweating Boy, Indiana coming. right now. We're sweating Indiana <laughs> versus Duke right like- now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Obviously. Um, but as far as the golf goes, I mean, I we have two guys in the top 13 right now. With Zell, Taurus, and Aberg. How does it possibly go wrong? Can't wait to see how we lose that. Super fun. Can't wait. Going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, so I will join you on the dunk contest. I'll join on Tyrese Halliburton, MVP, too. I think the narrative is just there. And then what the people came for. We all know what everybody's here for right now. It's opening day for college baseball, baby. Some of these games have already started. Started my Illinois Fighting Illini are playing a game that nobody cares about against Akron. We're sweating Indiana money wine against Duke right now. It's an awesome game right now. One of Duke's players has an insane mustache with the tips twirled. It's awesome. Uh, but for tonight. We're going to the Shriners classic being played at the Rangers field in Arlington, Texas. First game, we're going to take another dog. Texas Tech is going against Tennessee. It's a little scary because Tennessee is seventh ranked in the country, but Tech is also in the top 25. And they avoid Tennessee's ace, Chase Burns, tonight. He's pitching tomorrow, and they're playing in Arlington, like I said, few hours from Lubbock. Meanwhile, Tennessee, the Vols got to come all the way from Knoxville. So it's like a pseudo home game for tech. I like the spot here. And in college baseball, I always like to back a pitching matchup where you get the upperclassmen going against somebody who's a sophomore or a freshman. Tennessee's throwing a guy who, yeah, he's preseason All Conference, but it's going to be his first true start of his career. So I like the spot here, going against a Tech starter who's a junior and finished the year really strong last year. So I'll take Tech on the money line against Tennessee, and then I'm also going to take Oregon money line. They're about my, minus one ten against Oklahoma. Everyone's going to remember Oklahoma for the run they went on to end the season and get into the tournament last year Oregon got to the super regional had a really good year they lose their pitching coach but guys here's the biggest part why I'm betting Oregon we have a big narrative here do you know who they hired to be their pitching coach over the offseason the Oregon Ducks Ooh. One Blake Hawksworth, brother of our own Aaron Hawksworth. What? we got to take Oregon on the money line here. So we're taking Oregon on the money one, line one. tonight, minus 110. Oklahoma's throwing a guy who transferred in from Sam Houston State. He's in for a wake-up call coming to the Pac-12. Oregon has a couple starters coming back who are all-conference already. We're on the Ducks. We're back in the Hawks, baby.
2: I love it. I had no. How did she not tell us this?
5: She mentioned it like a couple weeks ago.
2: Like I filed it away. Oh, by the way, yeah. And I and I didn't even
5: remember it honestly until today when I was going through the games and I was like, wait (laughs) a second.
2: I
0: love it. That's probably where she's at. She's probably at the game,
5: right? Yeah, I know one thing about Aaron Hawksworth. If she has a minute (laughs) to spare, she's going to watch not only a baseball game, a college baseball game, at that. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. All in on it. What's Oregon to win? Do they have a crazy few? They're 40-1, to Jake, for College World Series. I mean, do we do it just to do it? Do we just show
5: show roll on the the Ducks?
2: (laughs) Yes. In. I might be down for that. Um, Great stuff. Um, Hopefully, hopefully, excuse me. Uh, Once again, you're getting to enjoy a long weekend. You get President's Day off on Monday. If you're not, though, like I said, take us with you. The Beck UL Network. Going to have you armed all weekend for everything going on. It's the first post-Super Bowl weekend, and you're trying to get caught up on everything. It's like we did with the NBA earlier in the week. The BetQL Network, the place to be. Everybody's going to have angles on everything to help you make the best, most well-informed bets. You know, BetQL.com with those five-star plays as well. I mean, hell, we got you college baseball today, J-Rod. What else do the people want? We got a UFC... Hockey and college baseball. What else could they possibly want? That's
0: it. That's it. And we even, th- we even threw out some information on some dating information on how not to break up with people.
2: On how not to break up with an adult film star and go back to your hot you wing know. show. can I still can't mm-hmm. get over that, dude. Just not mm-hmm. thinking he wanted the smoke, but not Jerk. really wanting the smoke. Yep. Jerk. Thanks to Brendan well. Tobin, Ryan Gilbert, and Rob Brown for joining us today. Thanks for Brian Gerch on the video. Jake Casson in Chicago for holding it all down, doing multiple things today. For Jim Rodriguez, I'm Chris Mack. This has been BetQL Daily. Have a great weekend. Keep it right here on the BetQL Network. See ya.